All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cut and Splice. Uh, this is Jason. And Matt. And this is Gil. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the uh, the Hindi movie uh, RRR. And um, <clears throat> I'd hoped that my friend Mike might be able to join us, but it turns out that um, with a three-hour time difference, it's not going to work out. But um, he introduced me to this movie, and uh, it's, uh, I believe, if I'm got my information correct here i kind of gathered a lot of stuff from different sources and videos and stuff like that but i believe this was um one of the biggest and most successful uh indian films ever made i believe it was just came out last year 2000 uh, or I mean, this year sorry uh 2022 uh, last march and um it's a pretty big spectacular movie so how did he um sell it to you you know when he uh, introduced how did he to? sell it to me um i think he said something to the effect of uh, uh you got to see this movie there's this crazy batshit crazy movie where this guy throws a leopard at somebody <laughs> <laughs> no um, he, he, he told me he's like um we we were working at his house on some projects and he and his wife kept joking around they'd be like they'd be walking around and they'd be going like nacho 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 um which it made a lot of sense to them as an inside joke um because they had seen this movie and i had not and um yeah they, they just we just started kind of talking about scenes and how crazy that this movie was and stuff like that and um we just found some time to watch it one day and, and he's like we're gonna put that movie on and i was like all right cool and <laughs> And that was, uh, it's a pretty crazy movie. So this is before he went to the East Coast? like it's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was it I mean, just about a week or two before. Oh, I see. Cool. So, yeah, uh, I mean, um, it's uh, it's a pretty popular movie right now. So it's not like, I mean, we're obviously um, far from being um, trailblazing, um, you know, uh, people here reviewing this movie. But um, it's uh, it's kind of a... A uh, pretty big hit, I guess, but it's this uh, big uh, giant production, <laughs> this um, uh, Indian movie, um, and I guess they they say that the movie uh, the R the three R's are supposed to stand for. I might get this in the wrong order. I'm tr sorry for my mistakes here, but I think it's um, uh, rise, rise, roar, rise, and roar. revolt. But um, I actually saw an interesting video the other day that also said that there's kind of a, an additional meaning to it. That if, if you're kind of if you live over there and you're familiar with their cinema and stuff like that, uh, it actually has a kind of an alternate meaning involving the names of the director and the two leads. Oh, so that's that's why they kept it to the RRR. I think I have... think it was a uh, a smart marketing campaign. Yeah, it's it's like the those two actors with the director something yeah the direct uh, so um i just want to stress this this is not something that i did a bunch of research on or anything like that i just i just uh heard somebody else say this so if this is totally wrong someone feel free to let me know at some point in time in the future but um the it was a really cool concept what they explained in this video they said um the director whose name is ss rajamuli and um i'm sure many times over 
in this episode, I'm going to be mispronouncing names. So um, just throwing that out there. Uh, I guess he's one of the most successful directors over there. Um, I think they said in the top five or 10 most successful uh, movies they've ever done, uh, he directed like three of them or something. Mm. So he, he's this like huge mega star director. And then these two guys are like top of their game, big action star uh, guys. So the the analogy that this guy said would be like in America, so like in the in, imagine if in the late nineties, well before they had ever done the Expendables or that stupid Escape Plan movie or anything like that, he said, imagine if there was going to be this big action movie, Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and then mm-hmm. it just so happened that it was also going to be this big, you know. Uh, not just a silly action movie, but like a really significant, uh, you know, uh, substantial, you know, film. And then you find out that like Spielberg is directing it or something like that. So then you've got like, they would probably in America would have been SSS, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it would be like the, uh, the war of independence or something. Yeah, it would. Yeah, exactly. And, And then there's, there's, then there's the other aspects of it, which is like the, uh, the, all the cultural aspects that, that play into that as well. But, but yeah, that's what they were talking about is he's just trying to make an analogy about what it would be like in America. That's what the significance of the letters are. Yeah. Cause uh, I'm very bad at research. I'm lazy like that. I, I like to keep it that way. <laughs> that's yeah, me my too. goal. But, uh, but, uh, but of course I have a less lazy uh, wife. Um, so, so she, um, so she was, we were researching things kind of together and uh, mostly her, but, uh, but yeah, she <laughs> said, she said that um, apparently these, this is based on true characters from the revolution. There are these two revolutionaries that have a lot of myth about them, that they're very strong and they did some crazy things, but they never met yeah, apparently historically. And they both died like years after the revolution, but they, they they died not of natural causes, like maybe they got assassinated or something like that later on. Hmm. But um, but but in this movie, and 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 apparently the director said that he drew on uh, a bit of like Inglorious Bastards and stuff. Uh, it, basically, the idea of revisionist history to yeah. to go back and 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 kind of like re revise history to make it even more satisfying because you bring yeah. these two great characters from the revolution and you put them together and uh and not only that but they they kick a lot of ass and and stuff yeah. um maybe even more so than they actually did i don't know depending but uh, you make me make them maybe even more legendary so? uh, who knows they might in real I, life I, I guess <laughs> Well, not not in the same spectacular way that this movie did, but at least like you know they might have fought some crazy battles yeah. with like you yeah. know, uh, but uh, in any case, That's yeah. So with the tiger, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, but but generally the uh, it's it is a very cool movie. It's this idea of uh, also sort of like magical realism, as there's yeah. a bit of it in there, where it was like using uh, historical parts. Um, that happened and mixing it with fantastical things that are almost magical, like completely. I mean, I I think that this movie definitely goes into like the, the realm of the impossible many times. Um, And to to just create a very satisfying uh, thing, which, which I, I found that interesting. I guess that that, to me, that would probably be most of the discussion today is like, 
like what is this like can this actually work because I, I don't think what this movie does can always work sometimes it could just become so ridiculous that of course that it loses you so it's it's finding that balance like this was definitely more extreme than inglorious bastards um it's on the the sergio leone spectrum he also went extreme but but this is like this is uh like going overboard and um to me the closest thing i would compare it to like an american cinema would be 300. yeah there were some some definite 300 moments that reminded me of stuff like that yeah, that basically taking something and, and making it so over the top, um, yet consistent, that it, yeah. it makes for a very satisfying escapism. Like, it's just, okay, I get this. This is going to be ridiculous. This is, We're going to have some, like, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon type of stuff here. <laughs> like, they're going to be flying in the air and stuff. But, like, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. And... And and it's pretty satisfying. Like it's it's uh it's got some history there. Like the fact that Diana like you know watched it with me, uh, that's already something. Obviously, she closed her eyes for half the movie because she doesn't like violence. But but you know the the fact that there's something for everybody here, even the 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 love stories and the um the saving the sister and um like uh, going for the sister and all these elements of the story that make it more than just blood and gore and, and action yeah well matt what did you think it, it it's hard for me to really uh put into words like you know the funny thing is i was kind of thinking uh that i would say i was pleasantly surprised but i actually immediately backtracked that and thought about the other bollywood films that i've seen and actually it's exactly what i expected in so many ways uh and um it's such an interesting thing because i, I, I you know the first uh bollywood film i saw was uh back in film school a, a movie called Cholet, uh which was basically like the good the bad the ugly meets uh game of death meets uh singing in the rain or something, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. I, mean, it, I mean, this is like, it, it's one of those things where a movie, it, it, at least as far as I can tell, pretty much everything out of Bollywood is, you know, follows this formula of it's three hours long and it's always a musical. Uh, song and dance numbers. Yeah. Um, the only thing is like the, the last um, Bollywood movie, movie that i saw in theaters was a, a like a superhero movie called raw one <laughs> and uh that movie kind of took me aback back then uh this was probably like 2008 or nine or something and uh you know it was a bollywood movie and i think i think it was a good 30 40 minutes into the movie before they had their first song and dance number. Mm. And I was like, oh, this and for the first 40 minutes of the movie, I was like, oh, this is a Bollywood movie. Are they breaking that mold? Like, oh, no, they just waited a really long time to do it. And then <laughs> this one, the first song and dance number was an hour in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I know that that just kind of um, uh, it, it, it is. 
okay, here's the thing. The thing that I find fascinating about, uh, well, oh, geez, you know, I, I'm going to save that until the spoiler area. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I, but yeah, there's a lot for American filmmakers to learn from movies like this. And that's a good way of putting it. It's, I, I mean, it's beautifully shot, uh, although clearly digital. Very it's, nice. uh, 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 you know, it, it is a great mixture of, of, style and substance uh, spectacle and substance i i think truffaut would have liked it <laughs> I um so. and uh you know there's there is and because of its length because the movie is three hours you do get to have that balance of real human connection and also having like crazy action sequences that last like 20 minutes and it doesn't break the pace of the film. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's really well directed, well paced, well written. I thought it was very well acted. Um, uh, even by the, the child actor, it's very hard to find good child actors and they found one. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I think very highly of it. One thing I was going to say too about the, research uh is um uh, apparently this is more of a tollywood movie oh, i guess yeah. the original language was like Telugu, which is because so, like india is so big that there's different regions of uh, right i'm gonna um, be called a racist now aren't i no no, it's okay i mean no, <laughs> so, obviously okay. bollywood i think is the biggest because it's like uh yeah yeah i yeah. did not know of this as a thing um yeah until this movie and mm -hmm. when i looked it up and, and i saw that i had never heard the word tollywood and then i found out there's like eight or something different types or something like that of different regions mm -hmm. and a different word for each type or something like that and i was like all right well that's cool and stuff um i i'm, I'm probably not going to remember that i'll be honest i mean if if um i would hope nobody would be upset by the fact that I'm probably not going to go figure out exactly what region every single one of these things comes from. But I mean, <laughs> if, if, if Americans demanded that everybody called the films that were produced and, and shot in New York, something different than the <laughs> movies that were made in Hollywood. Uh, I, I think that people would, would be, you know, uh, would, would probably look at that a little differently too. But um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, whatever, I don't want to, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I was just like, wait a minute, there's how many different types? Well, come on. <laughs> well, I, I think it's more that like sometimes a movie's not a Hollywood movie, it might be an indie movie, that kind of thing. Uh, but that like... that's just implying um a certain, you know, uh level of of like production value and mainstream uh um, you know, appeal and things like that nature. I mean, like there, there's a lot of connotations with indie film and stuff like that, but um, but it not, none of that involves where it was made. You know, there's plenty of indie films that are shot in Los Angeles. Or no, but it's, it's also um, it's also a completely different language. I mean, it's all obviously variations. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Which I, I, interestingly, I on Netflix, for some reason, like Portuguese was the the yeah, old language too. and then uh, you can change it to hindu but but the original language is actually not available yeah, uh, I, um, I, go ahead Sorry. And, and and it just sounded very dubbed and i was wondering if like 
maybe they were going for this like Sergio Leone, like, you know, yeah. dubbed after the fact type of style. It, it actually so, it makes for a very surreal like audio, too. I thought so, too. Um, the w the one of the videos I saw actually mentioned that they said that's another aspect of why they went with a simple title like RRR, not just the fact that it, that it has that nice little like tie in to the um, director and the, the names of the director and the two leads, but also um, because um, putting a simple title like RRR on it um, helped this movie be more marketable all across the country where there's like what the, I would say at least several different languages being spoken, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so they said, um, up until the, and then also the content of the movie too, that the fact that, um, you know, the, one of the characters is, is this, um, uh, kind of, a, a he's from the sticks, you know, he's a, um, they call it, they, they use a term, um, in the movie what do they say they say um not a villager uh i, I lost i, I didn't rewatch any of the scenes where they talk about it but uh the, the term that they use to describe him where he's living out in the in the the foresty areas you know not the cities you know mm -hmm. um anyway um the rural yeah like rural areas and stuff but anyway they, i guess there's um the fact that one of them comes from that kind of an area and the other is is not and it, there's just a lot of aspects of the movie altogether where they knew when they made this they were like we can really swing for the fences and get a wide broad appeal uh we can really get um everybody on board with this movie like across the country yeah no it's uh it's interesting now i wonder how many of these movies there are you know that's that's what's nice about discovering these is that you were like wow i so glad I didn't miss this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I've never seen any of this guy's other films and anything like that. So, I mean, I I don't have any problem just switching right or jumping right over to our spoiler thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, ratings wise. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I would. I was on the fence between like a like a seven and an eight, but I, I do need to give it an eight, I think for, yeah, just for the, the mixture of, of everything together. And, and yes, it wasn't boring. Um, it like, it warranted three hour epic type of presentation. And, um, and even though I'm not a huge fan of going that overboard with some of the stuff, um, like these kind of like Django and chain style. Um, <laughs> but, but I feel like there's, there was more substance to this more inglorious bastards than Django Unchained, which is a good thing in my book. Um, so, so yeah, that's why I think I would give it an eight. I also would, uh, would struggled between where I would put it between like a seven or an eight. Um, when I watch moments that are, I, that make me roll my eyes and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, really? It makes me think it's definitely like a, like a seven. But then when I see the really good scenes that I like a lot, I'm, I'm like, ah, I might as well push this up to like an eight. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we're giving RRR an eight, eight, eight. I mean, I. I That's a very enchanting yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I laughed, I cried, I. 
I, I yes, I did cry. I'm not that callous of an asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I the the action scenes were cool, uh, even when they went really over the top. And I was like, oh come on, you know, it's it's still <laughs> fun. I mean, who the fuck cares? <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, and you know, they kind of they did a good job of establishing the world that we're in very early. And, uh, yeah, it, I think that it was very well made. And, uh, I mean, honestly, you know, I turned it on last night having worked three consecutive days of over 12 hours and I was going to work another day of over 12 hours. I figured I was going to split it in, into two bits and I just couldn't turn it off. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I watched it all the way through and this morning really sucked. <laughs> but, Yikes. <laughs> but no yeah it, it it's it's it'll keep your attention for three hours uh don't be uh don't be put off by the runtime yeah no and definitely as far as like like sealing my recommendation it's it's definitely something that if you maybe even if you don't like over the top movies just watch this like see how over the top things can get that's the a nice way to put it. Realm of absurd that it it breaks the um it, it just breaks the 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 expectation whether it's like the limits of like where you would like accept things to go and whether like how low of a tolerance you have for it like you just give up like this gets so ridiculous that you just give up and you let it wash over you and and that's I think what cinema should do. It's just that this does it in a way that rarely is done, you know, with a movie. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say because because I'm assuming a lot of people that might listen to this <laughs> might not have seen it. Though, like, you might discover it from this. Yeah. Hopefully, if they listen uh, to the first nice. twenty minutes, it'll be nice. But uh, but if not, yeah, maybe I can like I'll I'll put the snippet of a clip like you know before we post this. Put the Anyways. leopard. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like me saying this as the recommendation. Oh, okay. Like, just, just like go see it. Like, even if you don't want to listen to the podcast, I just want you to see this thing because it's like ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's more important than a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, are we good to spoilers? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess Matt, you had something you were saving. Uh, well, yeah, I. I... I, I don't even know if it, 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 well, I don't know if I actually have to spoil anything to get into it. I was just, I, I, I thought that I was kind of deviating from, you know, the, the portion in, in our episodes where we just kind of talk about the quality of it rather than getting into analyzing it. Um, oh, yeah. But, but just one second. Just yeah. a side note. Forgot to say before the spoilers. Uh, the uh, It is funny that we all give it an eight because on IMDb. It's got an exactly 8.0. <laughs> it's like no deviation. It's 107,000 like uh, ratings, and it's got an exact 8. I think everybody gave this an 8. So if, if all of us were to add our IMDb rating, it would still be an 8. It would still be. It would not change. I think if we even if we give it a 1, it wouldn't change. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, but yeah, you know. And it, I don't think it's just uh, this film. I think it's um, most of the Bollywood films that I've seen 
that you know push the willing suspension of disbelief uh further than most american cinema is willing to do at least on a regular basis uh, especially in a movie where you're like where it's not like fast and the furious seven or something where you're just supposed to be sitting in the theater and turning your brain off uh, you, you you don't turn your brain off in this movie, you, uh, and you don't turn your brain off in most Indian films, uh, but they always push the limits of willing suspension of disbelief further than, I think, most American comfort zones. And when you watch, I mean, particularly the action scenes in this movie, I... I I I was thinking about halfway through the movie that, you know, like the perfect action choreography for an American audience is probably something that would be done like this, like in India, only dialed back like 20% in terms of like going way over the top. And I, I mean, I think the Mission Impossible movies are probably the closest that we have uh, in terms of like an American version of like, okay, we're going way over the top with how, how much these guys can do, but it's still kind of in that, uh, in that area where like, it doesn't get the average American audience member to just be like, Oh, come on. Uh, But um I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I want to make it clear that I'm not saying that Indian filmmakers should placate American audiences. They should not. I think that we should actually uh, have a greater appreciation for what, what they're doing over there. Uh, and even I should have a greater appreciation for what they're doing over there. Uh, but I, I like my I like my three hour movies to be brooding and dreary and russian uh in general but so this this kind of broke the mold for me but uh (laughs) but i mean it's something to learn from it's something to really uh uh, treat with a certain amount of reverence and respect (laughs) um but anyway that 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 was my spiel i was surprised when i saw it um you know after talk like like i said before i talked um with my friend mike about the movie at least numerous scenes and things like that uh, quite a bit. So, um, I kind of had a, uh, an idea of what I was getting into, but, um, I was a little surprised by, um, some of the more substantial scenes. Um, I really like some of the, the things that they talk about and some of the sort of, um, little, uh, things that they do in this movie, you know, the, the very, well, it's not a very first scene, but, um, the first sequence of the movie where they're, where the, the small child is being purchased um, by the bad guys. Um, there's a, a really great moment where the, the um, let's see, the bad guy's name is um, Buxton. Um, Scott but, uh, something? Yeah, Ray, Ray Stevenson's character, Scott Buxton. But um, he, uh, <laughs> there, there's a, <laughs> a, uh, a small Indian woman who's, crying in front of their vehicle and trying to get her child back. And this guy's about to execute her. And the, the guy comes up to him and, and kind of, um, uh, I don't know if I'd say he berates his soldier, but he, he gives him a talking to, uh, you know, because about how 
the value of of what one of their bullets would have cost at the time and how the bullet is far more in his eyes far more valuable than um than the person that they're about to execute and he's basically telling him just do something else don't shoot them you know <laughs> and um and then how they use that that whole um you know that whole speech basically and they they bring it back at the end and everything and it, it's just a very nicely put um thing it's a good way to really um <laughs> really make him and his wife seem pretty evil but uh <laughs> And um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I was surprised by a number of scenes that I thought were um, much better than I expected. And um, I, as a person who doesn't like musicals in general, um, we we had a whole episode where we talked about the musicals that I that we all liked. And I I told you guys I, I think that outside of Disney's uh, animated musicals and and other animated musicals, I could probably count on my fingers the number of live action musicals that I really, really enjoy. And um, so I, I, I was going into this knowing there were going to be some, what in my head I thought were silly song and dance numbers. And um, I really liked the, uh, <laughs> as, as ridiculous as it is, I really liked the big dance number at the party when the, uh, when the white guy is kind of challenging them to the dance. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. uh, I was I was surprised that I got into it as much as I did. I was just like like really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely. Uh, I think there was an intention, except for in the end when they went all out with the musical like ending. But yeah. uh, it definitely seemed like that the musical uh, moments they kept still as kick ass. Like they they try to keep them because this was like very testosterone heavy <laughs> like you know yeah. the whole bromance thing so they didn't want to go too uh jolly on the stuff until until i think in the end and they went very colorful and very like you see how they kind of like let loose yeah in the end so yeah. uh there's definitely intention there for sure they're, they're not they didn't break it completely and just you know went full broadway or something you know no, no, no. in the middle of the movie it was a, an integration of it. Like it's sort of like, like uh, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like putting in their musical numbers and everything that they do, even if it's not a musical per se, uh, and they still keep it within the same tone of whatever it is. They don't completely like lose the, the plot. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to ask you guys something, or not even really ask so much as just kind of, uh, talk about this thing real quick. Um. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to describe this movie and what it was that was so different um, about it. And, and of course, obviously what's different about like uh, Bollywood films in general and stuff like that um, compared to, you know, American films and uh, films from other countries as well. And um <clears throat> I didn't want to say something stupid like, you know, like, oh, well, it's different because of this and because of culture, you know, whatever. But I was just trying to figure out a good way to describe it. And um, something that I, I came across that somebody said, it really felt like kind of like a puzzle piece falling into place because I was like, that's the right way to think about it. But um, both of you guys were kind of mentioning earlier, kind of like how the the positive aspects of how 
far this movie pushes you, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, suspension of disbelief, of course, being an important element and things like that. Um, and naturally, anytime you have any people singing on screen, there's a certain level of suspension of disbelief that you need to be able to reach. I, I just got done talking about how I don't generally like musicals. And one of the main reasons for that is because obviously um, it, it pushes your suspension of disbelief. You know, it, it's more difficult to maintain when you see something that your brain knows is not very realistic, not the way it would actually happen in real life kind of thing. And um, I, I liked the way this guy described this. This guy was talking about not just American movies, but really most movies outside of India. <laughs> um, for the most part, um, I guess it, it's like um, most movies really value immersion as a, you know, as a, as a very positive thing. And when I thought about that, that's what it really made it click in my head because that's what it is. Is like, I feel like when I'm watching a bad musical and people start singing or even just a bad movie and people start doing, and, and the movie takes a twist that they definitely shouldn't have because it was poorly written or something like that. It, it breaks that, level of immersion it it really pushes your brain to keep accepting what you're seeing and it ruins the immersion level but you can have a movie um where it's very you know aware of itself um a movie that's entirely different than this that it came to my mind when i was thinking about this was like uh like the movie deadpool because that's got a character that's literally talking to the audience and breaking the fourth wall um bill you you mentioned 300 that's a movie that's so over the top that it's clearly not as interested in in the concept of immersion you know (laughs) because you're you're being taken out of it every time you see something that's just so ridiculous you know um but uh, yeah, it's just this something that I thought was interesting when it's this guy was saying how Indian cinema does not value immersion the same way that nearly all other forms of cinema do. And I don't know, it, it, that's probably not good or bad. It's just something that makes it very different. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I agree with that assessment, like the that it, it's like a an immersion thing. I just think that it's a different type of immersion. Uh, they they just see movies as a different thing. Um, like for one thing, music is very big there. They they value music very much. So let's say to the same degree that American audiences value action. Like just like American audiences need an action scene every 10, 20 minutes, otherwise they get bored. Um, they need a musical number. Otherwise, they get bored. Um, yeah, but there's so, there's um, <clears throat> thousands of movies in the world that have tons of music, and there's movies that have almost nonstop music that where like you don't even get three minutes of screen time without some sort of music playing, but it's not always a musical number. Oh no, no, yeah, but there's something about song and dance in India. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's specifically about like the the characters need to be singing because it like brings joy to like the audience. It's it's a crowd pleaser in some way, and um, and going back to the other examples like 300, the Sergio Leone thing, um, 
you know, even like the we, we discussed, like the French New Wave, they're doing all the breaking the fourth wall and stuff. They pop jump cuts and stuff. They pioneered like doing a lot of like crazy over the top stuff just for the sake of, you know, playing with the grammar of cinema. And And it's not to say that any of these movies, directors or movements, um, it's not that they didn't value immersion, is that that they thought movies can be more than just a representation of reality they they are an escape and you can have all sorts of an escape you can have something that's brutally realistic uh, almost boringly so but 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 then like but but that has its own impact on you right and then you can go i mean a, a good example would be I mean, you take the beginning of of uh, like Saving Private Ryan, and and that that's like the closest thing to what it would be to be in a battle, right? Uh, and then you take something like um, like Son of Soul, <laughs> um, uh, where where that's you know, um, it's not exactly what it would be to be a person in the Holocaust. Uh, but it uses a cinematic device, uh, much like the movie Mother, that kind of copied that concept um, by by clinging you to one character and, and uh, obstructing you from seeing anything else. That it suffocates suffocates your um, your your breathing, your your perception, uh, in order to have like an impact. So so like one is representing reality as as. Uh, as impactfully as possible and one is uh is going completely in a different direction but still representing a concept of reality but but using it in a very very different way um right so and, and i don't disagree with anything that you just said at all um i'm just wondering there's hundreds of uh, hundreds of ways that you can like uh you know tell a story cinematically and use the language of film to do that in different ways, compelling ways. And you could even make the argument that there's no wrong way to do something, just better ways, you know, and, and or um, different, like not necessarily better, but different. Yeah. It could fail miserably. I mean, if, if you, you could say like, like, like for instance, I think it would be foolish for someone to say, there's no way to take the movie rear window and make that into a musical and then somebody would be like of course you can and then they'd go and do it but then i think in, even if that person was like a master filmmaker i think the vast majority i'm just going to go out on a limb here and just say this i think the vast majority of the people who would sit down and watch the two movies back to back would be like i think hitchcock did it better you know <laughs> i mean just just saying that 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 there there's objectively things you can just kind of Art is always subjective, of course, to some degree, but I think a lot of people can come to a certain consensus and say that, you know, some stuff tends to be better than others. But um, all I'm getting at is that I really like this and I really like that you you can you mentioned earlier, you compared it to like like 300 is a nice thing to compare it to because it's so over the top, you know, but if I was watching movies as often as I do which is to say, let's just say about five movies a week or something like that, sometimes 20 movies a week. But, um, you know, uh, probably not that often that many, but still. Um, a movie like this, especially because of its length, but also just it's the style in which it's told and everything like that. Um, 
I don't know if there's that many movies that I would find very suitable, uh, very many stories that I would find very suitable for this kind of storytelling. Um, I don't know if I'd want to see very many movies like this more than, say, once a month or something like that. So I wonder to myself if their entire if every movie that is made in Bollywood is, is like, like Matt was saying, has a lot of these same elements to it and a lot of the same, you know, if this is, if this is the style and this is how it is, you know, I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of stories that this, that doesn't lend themselves well to this kind of storytelling. Well, it's, it's a good example because I, I, I tend to agree that because you gave the rear window uh, example, if you gave this story, the RRR story, the whole two revolutionaries, the uh, Lawrence of Arabia treatment, you went full on serious. Yeah. It probably would be a better movie. It could it could be a nine. Like it's it, it, yeah, if, if it's done really really well, like really well. I'm talking like a classic, like an all time classic. Mm. Uh, that's very tough to pull off. Um, very tough. But. And the least it could be like a seven or a eight, but it might be a snore. It could be very boring if it's not the same in the presentation. Wrong yeah, exactly. So it's so I think you can probably I agree. Like you take a real window, it's like a timeless classic. Obviously, it's gonna be tough to make it into a musical and have it be as successful as as the original movie. Um, well, they they turned a Shia LaBeouf remake of it into a fairly financially successful movie. Uh, uh, I mean, you can do that. You can do anything. Yeah. Say what? No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah Disturbia. the suburbia. Disturbia. Uh, Disturbia. Oh, 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 my God. I forgot that movie existed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 I almost did until you mentioned the musical of Rear Window idea. And I, oh, shit. You put that movie back in my brain, you son I'm of a bitch. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> well, if, if anything, I think they've shown that you can take a lot. Broadway has shown in recent years that you can take a lot of movies and make them into musicals that sure. they weren't oh, before. Yeah. And they end up being very successful shows. There's even an Israeli movie that was made into a musical, like The Band's Visit, and then it's like immensely successful. I, I see what you're saying about uh, you wouldn't have the appetite for it for one reason or another because you have your preferences. I, I totally understand that. Uh, at the same time, I, I think there is a place for a movie like this that's completely over the top and uh, to be an all-time great. And it's called It's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, like it's it's been yeah. proven. Like you can do a movie that's completely over the top, with almost like no plot. It, it almost doesn't make sense that it works, but it it defies gravity. It just does. Uh, and there's a few other except uh, there's a few other examples for this. I mean, Pulp Fiction also is probably like Tarantino's masterpiece, and that that movie is completely over the top. Yeah, um, but, but I mean, on a scale of over the top of one to ten. I mean, if this movie's like a nine, you know, or something like that, like those movies, while I totally agree with you, they are over the top. And it's great to compare this to The Good, The Bad, The Ugly because of its epic length, you know, and everything. But really, those are like fives. Fives? Uh, what's a five? Oh, as far as like the um, well, like the over the topness? Yeah, it, on a scale of how over the top something gets. Those oh. don't really breach anything more than about five. 
Oh yeah, no, no. This is this movie is an exercise in going over the top for yeah. sure. Much like Three Hundred was. Um, yeah, and and an example that maybe it's not as successful is like the Snyder Cut would be like a recent example. Like he, I was thinking, um, I was actually to his credit, I was thinking Snyder too. I was going to say Sucker Punch, but yeah, which I haven't seen, but I'm assuming it's probably don't, also don't over don't the top. <laughs> but but yes, like can over the topness go overboard no there's oh, no yeah. question oh, yeah for sure God, there's so many examples of that <laughs> i mean you know like go, go for terrence malick like oh, terrence malick or, or like tarkovsky for that matter like those are like two very unique filmmakers they had a very specific type of style and both of them go too far just too much too far and it just doesn't really work uh, it seems like it works for some people especially tarkovsky but but uh but even like even like diehard Malik fan admit that like when he kind of went like four movies in a row, he's like, okay, 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 just slow down there, like big boy. Like it's uh, you know these movies are like <laughs> getting less and less consequential, and uh, you know, and you're not giving us anything fresh. Um, so so yeah, I, I think I think it's a matter of like finding the balance, even though balance in whatever the over the top style that you have, like you you gotta. You gotta dial it correctly yeah. to what the story is. What the you can't always just do whatever you want, like yeah. a Snyder or a Malik. Like you're gonna have some misses unless you really like fine tune your your um you know your where you are uh, mm -hmm. to what the movie is calling for. Yeah, uh, you that's know, a good I, way of putting it. What it's calling for. Yeah, but I I think that there's another layer to this that I was kind of thinking about, which is I, the filmmaker I, just as a component in this whole thing, like the reason why a movie like RRR works, a movie or, you know, certain, uh, you know, other Indian films that have come over that are over the top musicals, you know, willing suspension of disbelief, but still, uh, you know, like, you know, make Fast and the Furious look tame in terms of their action sequences and, you know, like the physics and everything. There's, it comes from a culture where you can take, where the filmmaker is taking it seriously. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think that anybody who makes those, like, Fast and Furious movies or anything is actually, like, shooting the movie and actually taking it seriously himself i think they're making those movies and laughing just as much as they hope that the audience is going to be laughing at it. i and uh, and i think that there's always going to be that cultural component to it which is uh, why again i think that there's an element of you know as americans you know we should be i mean again we should appreciate and we should learn but I mean, there, there's like this weird uh, lost in translation thing that's always going to exist where we just it, it, we're going to always have this. Uh, I, I think we're we were just always brought up in our cinema and we're going to always have this block where, you know, there's there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, we can't take this as seriously until we really dive into the entire culture and dive into the entire uh you realize that these uh, okay like yeah here this is why the disney live action remakes suck like uh, overwhelmingly 
like we are, we were brought up forever willing to suspend our disbelief in animation. Okay, I mean, how the hell are they going to have Sebastian sing Under the Sea in the remake of The Little Mermaid? I mean, and, if if uh, <laughs> if if their track record is anything to go off of, like Beauty and the Beast, I think they're just going to CGI a crab and actually have him seen it. Yeah, and it's going to fall right on its face, just like the Lion King and everything like that. Uh, but it's just, it, I mean, there's a reason why, I, I mean, even though people keep showing out money to go see them, you know, people are really panning them you know, right and left, you know, because, I, I mean, it, it, you know, we don't, you know, we don't take this seriously. We only have this myopic view uh, well, I, I mean, I think the our view right now of you know animation being more conducive to musicals uh, rather than live action is generally more correct. But Bollywood actually has this such so ingrained in their culture and in their ideas that you know they, but they still know when to call it quits. They still, they, I mean, I I think that. Uh, if they do have a CGI crab singing under the sea in the new little mermaid, Disney would have jumped the willing suspension of disbelief shark more than any Bollywood movie ever made. I, but I haven't seen nearly enough of their cinema to chime in on that, but um, <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question, Matt. Okay. And, and Gil, right. actually. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything, but just based on what you guys both kind of said in the last five minutes or so, mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about the cultural differences and being brought up in, in their culture. And for that reason, having a certain tolerance of this mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. But I mean, obviously a lot of people in India get movies from other countries yeah. as well. Um, I'm yes, assuming that like us, we, we only get uh, over here. We, we really tend to only get the hits, <laughs> you know, that come from other countries for the most part. I think it's probably um, I, I'm sure that they, they see a lot of the big hits of ours a lot more than they see the average stuff that doesn't do so well, but still yeah. I would assume that there's film lovers and, and people like that, that, that try to seek out, let's just say people in India are, that are watching stuff from Japan and stuff from France and stuff from us, mm -hmm. you know, over here and everything. Um, I, I mean, do you think that, that, you know, um, Indian people who are watching these movies, do you feel that they, they are not feeling the same way we are? You think that just because of their culture, that they're not also, you know, that they don't laugh at some of this stuff that is funny and, and, roll their eyes at some of the stuff that's over the top just because no, no. they were brought up that way. No, no, I'm not saying I, I, I mean, I'm sure that they do laugh at some of the over the top stuff. I, I mean, obviously there's a lot of the stuff in RRR that's actually just generally funny, no matter how you put it and intended to be funny. Clearly like, you know, uh, uh, geez, what's his face? Sorry to uh, the, uh, Bahim, thinking that uh jenny's name <laughs> was everything that she told him about you know don't oh, call me yeah i'm talking about the over the top yeah. stuff like when right. they have an entire action sequence where yeah. he's standing on the other guy's shoulders 
Yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off the whole time through that. Yeah. Also, somewhat acknowledging yeah. that to some level, there's probably a, some people taking this a little more seriously than me. But I can't imagine that there's people yeah. over there just going like, yeah. oh, oh, this is what I've been missing all this time. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're probably laughing too, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no. Oh no, no, yeah, th that's a comedic yeah. um, like scene. Like that's partially yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to uh, come off as saying, you know, oh yeah, uh, those Indian people—they're they're all just—they're <laughs> <laughs> all just silly. Silly gooses. <laughs> no, they, they they think this is totally realistic if you just have enough training. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I'm sure that they got a lot of laughs, uh, you know, all over the world with over that sequence, and it, it's really funny. It is, and it's really effective. Uh, but what I'm saying is that I I think that there's an element there where they don't. At least their cinema is able, to, well, they feel more able to have those kinds of moments and then, uh, I mean, well, have those kinds of moments right after a really tearful emotional scene. <laughs> or, you know, and, uh, you know, like the highs and lows. I mean, it, it, I mean, really, uh, I think that Indian cinema, as far as, as far as I can tell, is kind of the antithesis of Russian cinema. Russian mm. cinema finds a tone and just sticks with it. And it bores into you. And it, it well, at least with their dramas. <laughs> Whereas uh, Indian cinema tends to be a lot more highs and lows. I, I, I mean, a lot of their movies seem like they're structured like songs. You know, there's builds and dips and, you know, it's a, it's a, it, uh, like, well, it, uh, I mean, by songs, I mean more. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to stop talking now because I got into a territory that I don't know anything about. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but I think I, I don't think that's unlike American movies, like yeah. the, the roller coaster ride aspect of it. But, but yes, the fact that uh, tonally. But the thing is, I do feel like this movie is is consistent tonally. I, I don't think that they that they go too far at times like they, they went pretty far in the beginning that they basically gave themselves a lot of leeway with like where they can go uh i, I don't think the scene with him over like over his shoulders is the only comedic scene no, no in the no. movie so no. so like it's definitely been established that like yeah it's gonna be comedy it's gonna be song and dance it's gonna be a lot of violent action uh, and it's going to be like on this historical tapestry of like how they, you know, how the revolution started. Um, you know, I think all that like there's movies that there's examples of American movies that do similar things, just not to the same absurd, like farcical, like, you know, like extent. But mm. You know, but I mean, you know, like you look at like, you know, Scott Pilgrim, that's another example. Like it's a movie that's very over the top, but it's it's it knows what it's doing. Like most of Edgar Wright's movies are a little bit over the top. And that's that just and but that one in particular, he pulls all the stops like it's a lot of visual gags and, and things like that. And, and you go with it. It's it's not believable. But while you're watching it, it's, um, you know, Kubrick, I think 
had a thing about if it was the shining but one of his movies but like his thing always like what he was concerned about he was really concerned that people wouldn't get with his movies like he had this like like he knew what he was doing he knew what he liked but he was always concerned because he was coming Mm. for this approach that movies are supposed to be a heightened version of reality and that's more satisfying Uh, but sometimes he would be concerned that that because he's going for that, some people would just not believe they're watching a movie and it would just completely crash and burn. I think Spielberg at one point told him, like, I I didn't understand, like, why you directed, like, Jack Nicholson that way because he's a great actor, but his performance there is really over the top. Uh, And then he told him, like, oh, well, who's your favorite actor? And he told him, like, Jimmy Stewart. He's like, well, what about James Cagney? You know, wasn't he a good actor? He's like, oh, yeah, it's it's a good point. And then, like, the more Spielberg saw the movie, the more he realized what Kubrick and Jack Nicholson were going for, that it's almost like a theatrical version of what that thing is, like a, a, a theater performance. Like, it's it's so over the top that it's engrossing to watch as long as you go with it. It's, Spielberg was just not going with it the first time, but once you realize what the movie's trying to do, then it's... It's very satisfying, but 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 that fear that like people will just get off the ride and and just yeah. not go along is is it's a concern. That's why people well, it, it happens. I think with with lesser movies. Yeah, and and I think I, I think it's it's always a concern, uh, and 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 uh, it's you got to take risks. You 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 have to. I mean, that's that's the only oh, yeah. way to make movies, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, one thing I would say about the RRR is uh, I looked at the ratings because I was curious about the 8.0 thing. Yeah. And, um, and you know, uh, even though it's like 57,000 people out of the 100,000 gave it a 10, um, you know, there's like 5,500 people um, that gave it like a 1. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people that would just like watch a movie like that and be like, oh my God, what is this? This is ridiculous. And just mm-hmm. not even watch the whole thing and give it a one. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's movies. That's like, yeah. However you reacted, you reacted. Yeah. Well, no matter, no matter what, if you're a filmmaker, it's, well, if you're an artist in general, you're bearing your soul to the world and letting them kick the shit out of you. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, like at least running the real risk that you know everybody's going to hate you. You know, fortunately, it looks like most people like this, and I like this, and you like this. We all like all three of us like this. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, and you know, I, I. But I mean, the good thing, at least for me, uh, I I can say that I've at least seen enough movies from india i can say that it's not the formula that i like it's the movie that i like yeah <laughs> there uh i've seen a lot of movies that follow the same again three-hour musical formula that we're so used to with films that get imported uh to these united states by india uh and I mean, they've all kind of been, you know, just like with Russian films, French films, you know, uh, Japanese, whatever, Chinese, they, you know, they're all kind of hit and miss. 
but you know, it, it this is just a good movie. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's just a really good movie. It's fun. It, you know, it's, uh, it, it has substance. It has a, a message. <laughs> um, it has style. Yeah. And yeah. yeah it, and even though it, it does at least loosely fit into the formula that we're used to with Indian cinema, again, at least, you know, uh, uh, here in this country, you know, this, this movie is kind of unique. It has a voice. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was going to say like w- w- one thing I was before I forget the, it's just so weird, like that he that scene with the they're trying to capture a wolf and then they end up capturing a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and the payoff, the payoff for that is so ridiculous. Like it was like, why do they <laughs> capture these animals? And then when they like like it it's gotta be one of the stupidest way to try and like save their sister is like to let's just unleash 20 of these wild animals at a party and distract everybody and just hope they don't kill us in the process. It seems like a, like a poor, poorly like designed plan, not to mention the difficulty of capturing these animals, but it's gloriously fun. Like it's just, otherwise you wouldn't have that scene. Like it wouldn't, um, you know, it's such an amazing scene. <laughs> How often do you get a movie where this, ridiculously strong guy took the time to capture all these animals and then lets them loose. And then they, they, they put enough thought into it where they're like, we don't want it to be like, he's the animal whisperer. It's not like they're not attacking him. He's dodging the animals and it's just such a target rich environment that they're all attacking <laughs> the other. They, they miss him and they have plenty of other British troops to attack. And so that's how he's surviving. And then at one point, like a, what I have to assume is a, 150 to 200 pound leopard jumps on his back and his solution is to chuck it at a man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, uh, oh, wow. What I was going to say now, I forgot, but I was going to say something about the, the, no, it's okay. Cause you were saying that, but, uh, but I was, uh, the, the ridiculousness of it. Uh, yeah. Like that you, you wouldn't have that scene. Like that, oh, that, yeah. that, that, that scene wouldn't exist. I think there was an example of that before, maybe even a prior podcast or something. But, but like the only thing I can think of is Princess Bride is another like movie of an example where like, you know, things that are ridiculous are ridiculous for a reason because then they pay off like later on, things like that. But, uh, but, but yeah, but I, I, I can't remember the exact example right now. But, anyways. Good. <laughs> I found four white horses. Yeah. Ah, that that was so crazy. Like that, that was that was really something else. Like it's just so, it's like you couldn't even think of of a like a worse plan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But but that's why I think it works. It works because it makes no sense. Like it has to not make any sense. Yeah. Um, but okay, I, I guess I'll come back to something more to relate to what Matt was saying is 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 that it is like this this movie, it's it gotta be like a top ten 
like bromance movies of all time. <laughs> like the 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 bromance aspect of this and the um like these are the two greatest warriors of all time in in India and and there's the there's this the bond between them and the consequences of what they're fighting for. There's that moment where he tells them that, you know, I came for my sister, you came for the land. You know, all these like very powerful moments yeah. that that you really wouldn't think to see in such a ridiculous movie. This is like a like a almost like a Leslie Nielsen level, <laughs> you know, ridiculousness. But to have that paired, the only thing I could relate it to is like it's you know Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Like that's the the, the level of ridiculousness would be that high, but would also be incredibly substantial and intelligently designed. You know. <laughs> um the <laughs> you were comparing it to like bromance stuff and i i just thought um uh the first scene where the two characters meet to save that little boy that's down in the water yeah mm -hmm. you know which one i'm talking about yeah 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 it's um <laughs> not only is it really well done and just beyond over the top ridiculous like you can't think of a better way to save that boy. You've got a motorcycle and a, a rope. <laughs> you can't just like lower one of the guys down, grab the guy and then tie it to the bike and pull them back up. No, we're going to do this ridiculous thing where we swing simultaneously on, on two sides of the, the bridge. And then the thematically, the, the, the Herculean strength, you know, um, uh, villager guy, it represents water and the other guy represents fire and they're swinging towards the kid to save him. One of them takes a, 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 a flag <laughs> and you know, uh, their, their country's flag and douses it in the, the, the river's water so that he could toss it to the other guy who's going to, who tosses the kid to him, you know, so that when he, goes back through the inferno he can wrap a wet flag around him to survive <laughs> and then they they swing back together and they're gonna you know die in the fire if they don't stop themselves so they reach out and grab each other's arms and you know and introduce each other to you know themselves to each other then drop down into the water where they have this ridiculously over the top <laughs> moment of them running through the water, like in slow motion underwater to have a bromance handshake that I did not think was possible, but they actually managed to top the predator handshake. Like yeah. as a more manly handshake, <laughs> they did it in a more over the top ridiculous movie, but still like, I, I didn't think anything could top that. But when they're after just saving a child like that and having fire over their head and them just miraculously holding their breath for God knows how long underwater. And there's just for them to run up to each other and be like, ah, the, the only the funny thing is the the least likely thing about that whole sequence is how the fuck would he know that this random person <laughs> Be capable. <laughs> capable of doing that like there's got to be some sort of like love at first sight like he, he foresaw it or something he saw it in him so i i, I don't know it's, it's just badass knows badass that's all i can say 
Yeah, but but a few other things I was gonna say. I also found it very amusing that they have the whole <laughs> like essentially a Greek tragedy choir interludes, <laughs> where they have the singing in between scenes, like mm. explaining the whole thing about like oh, yes, this is yes, a very yes. like you know uh, the like bad turn of events. Like they were first friends and now they're like enemies and <laughs> like the the whole like just completely on the nose. Like let's explain to you what's going on just in case you're not following along, you know. It's, uh, I found that like ridiculous, but the, but the, be the best thing is, uh, one of my favorite things uh, is, um, and I don't know how I'm relating this to it, but like I listened to a podcast recently about um, uh, Tango and Cash, and, and they're saying about Great. like, and they're saying how like that was the first movie where Stallone was kind of making fun of himself because there was a scene where they say like, he thinks he's Rambo, and he's like, Rambo was a pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Stallone says that line and um and, and and there's the moment in this movie towards the end when he's when he's got for one thing he gets like a bow and arrow from a sculpture yeah. <laughs> and, a and he gets a of soldier of the god and get, he gets some superpower by like sprinkling some powder from the sculpture on him because he was completely debilitated oh, but yeah. i guess yeah. he regained his all his power not work anymore yeah yeah exactly but then, like the where they completely like like either lost me or won me over is when he started <laughs> like shooting grenades like with the bow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, and all I could think of is like Rambo. It's like yeah, wow, Rambo, <laughs> Rambo is a pussy. Like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It just killed me. Like it's like, oh my god, they didn't go there. Like <laughs> you just didn't take grenades. It's like, it's just put <laughs> and he starts um in that scene. I think they 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 ride like a motorcycle at him or something, and, and the other guy just like kicks the motorcycle or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, that's crazy <laughs> stuff there towards the end. The funny thing is. Like you do kind of wonder like how did they top everything they had this to to this point? And and I really thought like, oh, it's just gonna be like them and a few soldiers in the woods. This can't top everything they had till now. But oh boy, like the, the stuff with oh the with, with the grenades and the yeah, throwing the motorcycle. Isn't there like a thing where they he shoots the motorcycle at the, at something? So yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. Oh yeah, and like he um, and that's how he blows up the whole like like mansion. Like he um, because mm. he shoots yeah. like an arrow into like the like a fl the flaming arrow into the uh, ammunition. Yeah. Wow, that was just like <laughs> that was something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that that was definitely a very satisfying movie. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. Like, this is the type of movie like that I would want to like hear what Tarantino has to say about it. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> just the, you know, if they liked it or not. It's just uh, so crazy. I love the backstory of the um, the soldier guy when they finally reveal all this stuff and his. Uh, I, I can't remember his his father, I think, or his uncle or somebody who's the only one who's actually like a soldier. And he's trying to train these men and. And he shows him that like one guy 
determined guy with a rifle could do so much. But that scene is just so memorable. He's like, load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, that was a good, uh, good, good casting there. The the father was uh, very impactful. Yeah, you just like some of these like scenes. Like, how the fuck are they gonna get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, like realistically, like and somehow they find a way to like make it seem plausible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's worth mentioning. I, I like the um, uh, something that I feel is is kind of missing these days a little bit in some some movies at least. You you do see it sprinkled in here and there, but um the actor dedication you know in the, the scene where the the in the very beginning um after that insane scene where the guy is fighting the entire riot all by himself mm-hmm. um there's i think i trying to remember what happens like he doesn't get the promotion he was looking for or something like that he gets very mad for some reason and there's like a training montage yeah, where he's, you know, yeah, he gym. doesn't get yeah he doesn't get a medal or anything oh, yeah. like yeah the, whatever yeah. it was yeah and it's like the dudes in there, like working out with the, the with the um, the punching bag or something. And I was just like, "Geez, you guys <laughs> cut out of stone." <laughs> yeah, now he's definitely in shape. What was that thing where like he punctures, yeah, a hole in it? And yeah, it was also funny. Like it was kind of crazy, like how um, the, he um, you know, like he gets that venom from that that snake. And then he comes back and he's like so in shape already. Like, you know, when yeah. most people probably wouldn't be able to move. Like he told him, like, you, you'll be okay by tomorrow. And then he like, that also was a bit too much. The fact that like he recovers that quickly from the venom yeah. uh, is a bit, a uh, bit of a stretch. But yeah, <laughs> but I guess uh, it's a movie of stretching. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do?